Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. Um, obviously, we are going to be talking about the DNC convention. Not crazy about that. Uh, it was rather brutal last night. I was very tired trying to stay up and wait for the big Joe Biden speech. And it was brutal. I, I, I'm telling you guys, I, I'm honestly, I was so close at about 1045 to just curling up and saying, you know, I'll, uh, I'll listen to this replay of the speech tomorrow. I don't want to see it live. I just couldn't do it and, uh, forced myself to do it. And, um, you know, before we get started, let me just, you know, pat myself on the back. I hate to do this, but sometimes I do. Anybody that's been listening to this show with any degree of uh, regularity understands that um, I have not been one to jump on the Joe has Alzheimer's, Joe is demented, Joe's faculties are gone, he belongs in a nursing home, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have always been extraordinarily cautious, um, being deferential to the millions of people out there that are legitimately demented or have Alzheimer's or are on Aricept or have um, your family, uh, my family, many families have been just so devastated by something so horrible as this. Um, I don't think we should be as flippant about it as um, people on the right are. And I think this is a really good example of um, how we, uh, you know, listen to uh, Fox News or the Washington Examiner, whoever, um, reasonable outlets. But uh, I, I think a lot of people, Donald Trump at the top of the list, got lulled into this notion that um, Joe Biden was um, just, you know, a doddering idiot. And I have been on record on numerous shows um, throughout the last year stating it as clearly as I can see it. He will be, let's say, for round figures in November, 78 years old. The average 78-year-old man is not as sharp as he was when he was 38. That's just all there is to it. And um, is Joe um, someone that searches for words from time to time? He certainly is. Has he been a human gaff machine since he was uh, in college? Yes. Um, that doesn't change with cognitive impairment. He uh, always has said bizarre things and he will continue to say bizarre things regardless of any uh, slowdown, mental slowdown, if you will. But um, to take a 78-year-old man and put him in the situation he was in, the biggest speech of his life, the you know, pinnacle of what he has been trying to do for the last 30 years, the culmination of a, of a half a century as a politician, um, throw this COVID thing on it, throw the pressure of everybody thinks you're nuts on it. And to have him do what he did last night, I don't like the guy. I don't, I, I abhor his policies. I think he would be absolutely horrible for the United States of America and the world in general. However, you have to be honest. Um, what happened last night, I was very fearful that it would happen, and it did. It was very reminiscent of uh, 12 years ago when uh, 
Barack Obama was just slapping around John McCain in the polls and that infusion of energy that was Sarah Palin, who I really liked and I still do, um, narrowed that gap considerably and Democrats were worried and Joe at the time, you know, 12 years ago, he's 66 and, um, he went out there and, and people don't watch these things like perhaps you and I do as far as substance. Are they lying? Are they, are they embellishing? Um, they look at it, uh, it's style points and arguably I thought she, she destroyed him, but a lot of people thought he did very well and he did. And Barack Obama was the beneficiary of that during a time in the campaign when the polls were tightening because largely because of Sarah Palin. And I was very afraid last night he was going to do the same thing as he did. And Joe went to the well one more time and he did it. He delivered, uh, you know, arguably, I don't care if you're conservative or a, a liberal, Democrat, Republican, young, old, whatever, you have to admit Joe Biden uh, brought home the biscuit last night and, you know, the, the detractors started early and often while he's reading a teleprompter. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, here's the deal with that. Um, if he's reading a teleprompter at the age of 78 years old, um, that's that's something that uh, I mean, the, the average 78 year old man in a situation that is that important is not going to be able to pull that off. Did he indeed um, stumble a little bit? Did he mispronounce some words? Did he slur a little bit? Yeah, he did. But again, that's not Alzheimer's. That's not cognitive impairment. Um, Joe is a little slower. He's a 78-year-old man um, on the threshold of being the leader of the free world. These are pressure-packed situations. And, and yes, he was reading off a teleprompter. So does Donald Trump. Um, Ronald Reagan did it. And um, Barack Obama was the king of it. And uh, so, look, policy-wise, we could spend 12 shows nucleating everything that um, that uh, Joe Biden stands for. It would be pretty easy. But uh, as far as delivering the goods, he did it last night. And this is a lesson for Donald Trump. Um, you know, uh, and it's, it's very interesting how this wraps around. In 2016, one of the reasons Donald Trump won is because he was not taken seriously. The left tried to portray him as a caricature, um, a joke. And that's why in the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, these crucial states that um, Democrats usually win, Hillary did not. And you could go on and on about what a poor candidate she was. But at the end of the day, the Democrat machine um, did not take Donald Trump as seriously as they should have. And now, ironically, Donald Trump and many Republicans are doing the same thing with Joe Biden. Um, and you could you could argue they're they're trying to manufacture 
news. They're trying to create an image of this guy as a doddering idiot. Well, last night he shot across the bow and he said, I don't have Alzheimer's. I'm not cognitively impaired and um, game on. And this is a lesson for many people. And this is what I try to teach people each and every show. You got to think for yourself. You got to go to the word of God. You got to get wisdom. You can avail yourself to various news outlets and entities that you would deem credible. But at the end of the day, um, people craft news on the right just as well as they craft it on the left. And this narrative was uh, swallowed hook, line and sinker by Trump bots and people with red hats that say, make America great again. And the danger in that is um, Sleepy Joe must, might just win this thing. Um, Donald Trump's words, not mine. And you tend to not take the issues of the day as serious as you should if you are that willing to swallow the line from Fox or whomever that um, or various talk show hosts that Joe Biden is a doddering idiot and we're not going to do it. But I could very easily cite a dozen examples off the top of my head where the right um, painted him as a complete um, um, uh, buffoon. And he wasn't. The, one example is that he didn't even know who his wife and his sister was. Well, that was that was crap. Um, earlier in the evening, his wife was on one side and his sister was on the other. They transposed that later in the evening. And Joe, being a political creature of habit, just turned to one side and, and erroneously thought that his sister was his wife or his wife was his sister has nothing to do with cognitive impairment. And to take that as, a, as an example, and there are several others, and just forward them and say the guy's nuts is, is demagoguery. It's what the left does. And, and Republicans, sadly, do it as well. So anyway, um, I will start by uh, uh, reading a little bit of an article. Chris Wallace, who was um, <clears throat> one of the... Uh, talking heads on Fox last night says Biden blew a big hole in Trump's mentally shot claim with DNC acceptance speech. And it says Joe Biden accepted the Democrat nomination for president Thursday night with an enormously effective speech that blew a hole in president Trump's characterization of the former vice president. Fox news Sunday host Chris Wallace said, remember Donald Trump has been talking for months about Joe Biden being mentally shot, a captive of the left, Wallace said during Fox News special coverage of the DNC. And yes, Biden was reading from the teleprompter and prepared and a prepared speech. But I thought that he blew a big hole in that characterization. And I agree. It seems to me that after tonight, Donald Trump will have to run against a candidate, not a caricature, Wallace added. And this goes back to what I <clears throat> excuse me, um, said earlier, they were running against a caricature in 2016 and they were trying to make it stick that Trump was many of the things that he wasn't. 
and Trump just put his head down, kept working, and he won. Um, Biden is, because of this whole pandemic and many other things, is not just putting his head down and going from state to state in an infatigable way, such as Donald Trump did and would like to do. But he has plenty of surrogates that are on the ground that are working extremely hard and they're working a lot harder than they did in 2016 in those swing states, uh, particularly in the Rust Belt. And that's going to be problematic for Donald Trump. And it got more problematic last night when um, Joe Biden proved to all of us that he could walk and chew gum. And in a in a time where Trump is very polarizing, we had the pandemic, we have racial tension, we have economic downturn. Um, I don't think you have to be, sadly, a heck of a lot more than a, a, a candidate that can walk and chew gum. And uh, so this retaining of his presidency got harder after last night. Now, let me say this, and I'll continue reading the article in a second here. This happens every presidential election cycle. Um, candidates get bumps from their conventions or you know speeches of one uh, order or another. And then things ebb and flow and go back to reality. And then uh, Trump, presumably, uh, when the RNC happens, um, will get a bump. And these, these things do happen. But this was a major blow to Republicans last night, many of who thought, oh, my goodness, this thing is live. He can't do five, six, seven, eight, twelve retakes He's going to stumble at some point in time, even though it wasn't a real long speech. It was at least, um, I don't know, I didn't time it, but, you know, at least a half hour, if not more. Um, he proved himself to be a worthy candidate last night, and that's a problem for Donald Trump. So uh, we continue after Biden finished his remarks in which he promised to restore the soul of America. That's ironic, isn't it? and deliver the nation from darkness. Fox News chief political anchor Brett Baer praised Biden as the best he's been during the topsy-turvy campaign. He's not known for his public speaking, but this, after seeing him speak on the stump many, many times, was the best he's been as far as his delivery, Baer said. Um, so he obviously started off very pointed against President Trump, something that people didn't know whether he's going to do or not, saying that the character is um, on the ballot, which, again, in a sane world where people are paying attention, Joe Biden speaking about character is is quite ironic. But uh, we continue. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. So... Um, <clears throat> Finally, in this article, uh, it concludes in his remarks, Biden cited four major crises facing America. I would agree with three out of the four. Um, he says the coronavirus pandemic, that's an obvious one. The accompanying economic downturn, which is not Trump's fault, but it is certainly it would not be the first time that uh, constituents or, or the people, if you will, blamed whomever was the figurehead in office, uh, whether they um, deserve that blame or not. Um, racial injustice, um, certainly 
the racial tensions in this uh, in this country are are uh, a big big problem. So I agree with three of those. The fourth one, climate change. Really, climate change. Poll after poll after poll after poll indicates that the American people don't really give a rat's rear end about climate change. That has always been something of concern for a certain segment. Um, But adding climate change to the four major crises facing America is uh, basically a wink and a nod to the um, radical eco, um, the eco radicals in that party that um, want to do what they've done during the pandemic, which is change life as we know it, um, drive the coal industry um, just out of business, um, all sorts of uh, regulatory this is and that that would kill our economy. Um, it would catapult China and Russia to a more prominent role in um, uh, the uh, control of energy and, and the export of oil throughout the uh, world. So um, that one was was a wink and a nod to the eco-radicals in his party. Um, lastly, it says this is what he needed to do with his crowd and the crowd around the country, Bear said. But the question is, was it enough to affect this race and give him a bounce? Well, I think um, I think it was. And, um, you know, I, I not that I needed uh, to feel redeemed or a pat on the back, but um, I, I've said for the longest time, the guy doesn't have Alzheimer's. He doesn't need Aricept. He is not demented. Demented people cannot pull off what he pulled off last night. Now, if um, <clears throat> if he is, you know, basically forced to uh, square off traditionally three times for one and one half hours against um, Donald Trump, will any um, cognitive uh, impairment uh, be in play? I, I reserve the right to say um, probably not, but maybe we, we don't know. Last night was a very controlled environment. But he uh, he did clear that hurdle. And if the media and the networks um, don't continue to flack very well for him and I, they, they very well may. Um, and he does have to go through three conventional debates. And I bet you a dime to a donut. They'll pare that down to two. And for some stupid reason, um, that will be another test for Joe Biden. And over the years. Um, don't count Joe Biden out. Um, he may say some weird stuff. He may legislate, um, in a very, um, detrimental way for those of you that are conservatives or faith-based voters. But, um, at the end of the day, don't count this guy out. I've seen him come back many, many times and he's 78 in November, but, um, I would not count him out. I would not say it's a fait accompli that Donald Trump will wipe the floor with him. It was much easier, and I hope I don't offend the Trump fans, for Donald Trump to execute his shtick, if you will, debating um, Hillary Clinton than it will be to do that against 
Joe Biden. Um, Hillary Clinton, not a sympathetic figure to just about anybody that you ask. Um, Our society, to a degree, still has a soul and compassion and an old man up there trying his best and uh, is endearing to a lot of people. Uh, And that's very frightening because his... um, his policies are, are are scary, but let's take his policies off the table for a second. Um, he is very, very, uh, that image of an old guy up there trying to do the best he can and having Trump um, slap him around and bullying him around may be um, some extraordinarily juicy red meat for 42% of the Trump devotees um, who would vote for Trump if he committed murder tomorrow but that may not sell all that well with that coveted probably 10% that we're we're always talking about the people that are not doggedly right or left they're not um, they don't have a a pony in the fight or a dog in the fight I should say but um, they can be swayed to vote for someone of the other party or just not not stay home and um you know, Joe Biden sitting back doing his best and having Trump, you know, just call him names may not work as well as it did with Hillary Clinton. So what we'll do now is um, take a sip of my Wawa coffee here. What we will do now is um, I'm just going to go line by line um, chronologically uh, over what I saw last night. And believe me, it was, um, you people should be thankful. Um, that was, that was tough. It was, <laughs> it was very difficult to do. Uh, I don't watch much television. I hate these things. I'm not like other talk show hosts who live, sleep, breathe this 24 seven, get up in the middle of the night and write notes and do all this stuff. I, I don't do this. Um, cause it's, uh, maybe at some point in my career I did, but I'm very tired now and I was tired last night and this was painful. So you should be appreciative. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, yeah, the first thing I saw was, um, you know, Hillary, um, she's still bitter. (laughs) The it's always about her, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, um, the election was stolen, Russian, blah, blah, blah. Voter fraud said, we are not Donald Trump. And she's right her and her party are not Donald Trump. But to a lot of people out there, you're going to have to be more than not Donald Trump. Um, That's just my opinion. I've never been a great prognosticator. And who knows, in the year 2020, with all the craziness that has happened, it it might be enough to just not be Donald Trump. Um, Maybe that was a focus-tested... phrase that she used. We are not Donald Trump. Um, I'd like to think that our society, our culture, our country, its inhabitants are a little bit more uh, sophisticated than that. They're paying attention a little bit more. They demand a little bit more from their politicians, but maybe I could be wrong. You know, I I stated you you guys are going to have to be more than we're not Donald Trump, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, anyway, one thing that did disturb me, and I'll wrap back around um, with the whole God thing and Marxism and everything, if we have some time later in the show, 
is um, Delaware Senator Chris Coons. And all this stuff, by the way, happened uh, just 30 miles down the road from us here in Philadelphia in the uh, great city of Wilmington, Delaware. Um, but uh, Delaware Senator Chris Coons, who um, just, uh, you know, bugs me on a whole host of fronts, um, he made a comment when he was extolling the virtues of Joe Biden, blah, 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 and Democrats, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he made the comment, Democrats are better stewards of creation. Really? Now, obviously, he was pandering to eco-radicals and naive disciples of the uh, we must stop man-made global warming. Um, you know, the, those individuals. Uh, however, did he really think about his statement? Uh, and that's that's the thing that has troubled me the most in recent years. Um the Democrats up until about five to 10 years ago, maybe more like five, um, they were very cautious to throw God around and faith around, but they have made somewhat of a run at faith-based voters. Um, and they have put their toe in the water with talking about God and Jesus. And, and now because of their biblical illiteracy, because of their personal conduct and their legislative record and their record of governance being so antithetical to the word of God. It's, it's a tough sell, but when you're selling it to an ignorant audience that is all about sizzle and um, fluffy platitudes, and they don't have much time to research the issues of the day, someone has told the Democrats that, you know, don't give up on this God thing. You can throw God around a little bit and don't feel embarrassed or ashamed to do it. And they're not. And so when you make a statement that Democrats are better stewards of creation, and let's just say for the sake of argument, and it is not true, but let's just say for the sake of argument, they are, they care about God's rabbits and trees and streams more than Republicans. Let's just, you know, I don't believe that, but let's just say that is true. Do you even have an inkling of who you're talking about? You're talking about almighty God and to whore him out by saying that we are better stewards of creation when almighty God created creation and a small little part of that, I'm being facetious, of creation are created babies in wombs, which their party very willingly exterminates and promotes um, Planned Parenthood and extols the virtue of um, Margaret Sanger. And they, they have blood on their hands to, to whore God out and use God and say, well, uh, the inference, uh, even though they've scrubbed God from their platform years ago, and I have a story about how they scrubbed him from the Pledge of Allegiance, but you know, the inference to anyone with an IQ over whatever is creation is God. God is creation. God created all these things. He's the author of creation, if you will. And, and to selectively say that our party, the DNC, is, um, is a better steward of creation when the ultimate creation is a human life inside a mommy's womb and they have absolutely no regard for that. 
is is absolutely galling and and I I can I can only try to be kind and say that people like Chris Coons or other people that that whore out God and and try to use him to garner favor with people or votes really I'm going to try to be kind here they do not have the slightest clue of who they are talking about and the reverence that should be afforded to the most high God. And when you make statements like that, that most people just kind of drive by and, and don't park on like I'm doing, it's really troubling. Um, so, you know, just a thought, babies might be God's creation as well, Mr. Coons. Um, the flippant and cavalier and, and just colossally ignorant way that politicians in general, that includes Republicans, but Democrats in particular, pick up and throw away God and his principles just to make a point is, is just absolutely bowel-stewing. It, it's, just, it's, um, it's just so troubling to me, and I hope it's troubling to you. So um, we, we move on. We have Bernie Sanders, who says Biden is an honest man. Okay, um, we don't have enough time to dissect that. We, we just don't. Um, the Bidens, uh, Joe Biden and his family, their coziness with China, which has benefited his family uh, greatly from an economic standpoint, uh, his numerous positional contradictions over the years for political expediency. Now, politicians will use a cute little word saying that they've evolved, their opinions have evolved, their statements have evolved, their ideology has evolved. That's a cute little way of saying we're really good at dancing on the head of a pin and saying one thing to somebody at the backyard barbecue for a DNC fundraiser and another thing over here in public and another thing over here. So politicians are very good at doing that. And they may call it a uh, an evolution in, in thought, um, but to me, it's disingenuous, it's dishonest. Um, you, you really believe one way, but you'll say anything to get elected. Um, that, that's dishonest. And when Bernie Sanders calls Joe Biden an honest man, in my opinion, that is just not true. So... Um, how about his plagiarism? I mean, he, he had to, you know, people forget that these people have pedigrees. You know, everybody thought Donald Trump was a, this was a new phenomenon, a, a non-politician coming in and, and becoming president. Donald Trump has tried to be president four times. Does anybody report that? No, they don't. Um, and to that point, Joe Biden has tried to be president three times. And one of the times, I don't recall, I think it was, no, it wasn't the second time, it was the first time, um, he was summarily um, kicked to the curb. Why? Because of plagiarism. He lifted speeches of numerous individuals. Um, does that sound like an honest person to you? Um, and, and believe me, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, we all commit sin. Um, do we repent from it? Our Lord and Savior is a very, very, very patient God. He loves sinners. He is the great physician. Um, when I screw up, when you screw up, if we repent, come to him, um, repent of our sins, ask for forgiveness. And as it says um, 
in John, uh, go and sin no more. Our friends on the left, our social justice um, friends on the left who uh, say they are on the Christian left, they love to talk about um, uh, don't thou without sin cast the first stone. Judge not lest ye be judged. They love to say stuff like that, and I think that's true. But they don't really park too much on what Jesus said to the woman uh, that was about to be stoned uh, who was caught in adultery. His final words to her were, go and sin no more. So this either or that we have uh, an inordinate amount of uh, concentration on forgiveness with uh, nary a thought about how our Lord above just hates sin um, is again selective Christianity, and we can't we can't engage in that. And the reason I'm digressing a little bit here is, if a politician or a human in general wants to or does something wrong, gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar, whatever, whatever, and repents, and their personal life, their family life, their style of governance, their legislative record going forward after that changes, then that's good. But these politicians and Joe Biden has not changed in the half of a century that he has been um, in the political system. He is a hack. He says what he needs to to um, to get what he needs. Um, he has been steeped in corruption. And these are not easy things for me to say as a Christian, but sometimes you have to say things in a forthright manner to make people pay attention because I have spoken to a number of people that don't like Donald Trump personally, and they think that um, Joe Biden is an amiable old guy and they love Kamala Harris. And we won't have enough time to talk about Kamala Harris and, and her inconsistencies and what she has done um, to conservatives, um, abusing her power as uh, attorney general in uh, California. But Again, uh, we live in a society where people don't pay attention. They get their news bites in very small uh, pieces. They don't pay attention. They pay attention maybe uh, four to six weeks before a big national election. And um, oftentimes they pull the trigger for some cult of personality. And you and I are left uh, to to clean up the mess and and try to educate and try to work harder now because we're getting more tax dollars taken out of our checks. So it is incumbent upon anybody out there, the sound of my voice, to really do your research on uh, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump, for that matter. I'm I'm not here flacking for Donald Trump. I will never in a million years tell you to vote for Donald Trump. Um, I think our country would be better this fall if Donald Trump uh, was reelected as opposed to Joe Biden. But I'm, I'm not one of these hacks that's going to tell you to go out and do this or that. Do your research. So um, now we come to Biden himself. And again, I was uh, watching this as you were, as, you know, Democrat operatives were pretty much on pins and needles, biting my nails. Like, what is this guy going to do? Is is all this talk? Was I wrong all the time on the public airwaves where I've said this guy's not demented? He doesn't have Alzheimer's. He's just an old guy that's slowing down. 
Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is just going to trip and fall quite literally. And um, it was good theater. And um, so we will now go to Joe Biden and, and some of the things that he said in his acceptance speech. Um, he asserted, we are in a battle for the soul of America. Yes, we are. But as a party, it would be nice if the Democrats won that battle by actually having a soul, <laughs> you know, rather than just asserting that Donald Trump does not have one. Now, um, if your whole thing, like we started with Hillary saying, we are not Donald Trump, if your whole game plan is we are not Donald Trump, I think in the United States of America in the year 2020, this fall, I don't think that's going to get it done. I think at the end of the day, there's enough people that will demand from the Democrat Party you got to give me a little bit more than we are not Donald Trump. And as much as in any political convention, they lampoon their opponents and they scare their constituents and they scare undecided voters by saying, if you vote for that guy, the world's going to end. He's evil. He's this, he's that. There's always going to be a component of bashing your opponent and scaring your base or um, someone that you would like to vote for you. That's always going to be what it's going to be. However, um, there's got to be a little bit more. You got to give the American people a little bit more than um, Donald Trump doesn't have a soul. When you as a party do not have a soul. You've taken God out of your platform several years ago. There's a couple instances of um, uh, meetings uh, associated with the DNC convention where they purposely, when they were saying the pledge at the beginning of the meeting, um, did not say the word God purposely. Uh, you can't do that. You cannot do that and then have a a wing of the party that says we're we're faith-based voters and we're we're faith voters for for democrats or whatever or the social justice left you, you can't do that and legislate in a manner that is hostile to the word of god and abortion is probably um at the top of the list there so he then went into asserting the four major crises that face america and we discussed this, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier. Um, I agree with three of them. Um, the pandemic, the economy, racial tensions, um, how we uh, deal with those three is, is certainly something that Democrats have absolutely no plan for at all. Um, how they have dealt with the economy for years is, is for anybody with a moderate IQ to um to figure out um go to any major population center in the united states of america and take a look at it and take a look if their fiscal house is in order and you want to expand that to states that have not had much um republican representation in their state houses or their governance and look at how those states have been just absolutely grossly mismanaged from an economic standpoint. And California, Illinois, and New York come to mind. So as far as the economy is concerned, we, we don't need to do any research. Democrats always destroy economies. 
for a whole host of reasons, and they always will. Um, the pandemic, hey, look, uh, they have been the architects of the hide under the bed. And um, Joe said there will be a national edict that everybody must wear a mask. That's Orwellian. That does not happen in the United States of America. Um, you know, presidents and governments don't do these things, although they have done many things in the last five months that they heretofore have never done in the United States of America. So I don't know, maybe he'll get away with that. But um, racial tensions, um, they are a party that has uh, not served people of color well in a whole host of areas. And again, uh, all you have to do is go to areas where um, minorities are struggling. And if you objectively look at the reasons they're struggling, they have absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump or the Republican Party. Um, the Democrats own the uh, the uh, the dismay and the uh, and just the sadness that has been and the lies that have been perpetuated um, on various minority groups in this country for the last fifty years. Um, and global warming, again, uh, climate change is not uh, a big issue for anybody. Um, and if it is, it's a very small segment of the population. So um, I think that's a throw in that they got to do that, saying that's a crisis because they can separate you and I from a lot of money if they continue to beat the climate change drum. Um, we go on. Uh, VP Biden uh, attempted to link COVID to Trump. I don't know how you do that, but he did it uh, or he tried to do it. And um, again, uh, I, I'm, I may sound a little bipolar um, right now, but I mean, I'm dancing back and forth in a sane world and an insane world as far as my thought process is concerned. To me, Associating Donald Trump with COVID-19 is, is insane. He has done many, many, many things to um, uh, make a really bad situation a heck of a lot better. And I laud his efforts for doing that. Uh, however, it, it may be very similar to the economy. And let's face it, it is inextricably intertwined in the economy because the economy is, is absolutely crippled and stifled because of this. It may be one of those instances where Joe Sixpack looks up uh, the day of the election and um, this COVID thing is still angering him. He's still got to wear a mask here or there. He still can't um, either find a job or his ability to make money has been uh, severely hampered. And he might just look at thing. Trump's the guy in office. I'm I'm angry. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to link COVID to Donald Trump. It, it may, it may be that, that easy for some or that simple for some. Again, I'm kind of hopeful that, um, that the American people at the end of the day, when the smoke clears are not that base in their, um, decision-making to associate, um, COVID and Donald Trump and Donald Trump and COVID, but um, I don't know. I could be wrong. This is um, Joe Biden was a man that resoundingly denounced 
Donald Trump as discriminatory for quickly banning travel from China. Banning travel from China um, did more to save lives than than many, many other things that anybody, Democrats particularly, were suggesting. And um, when he banned travel from China, he was roundly criticized. And any objective observer now um, would would say that that saved a number of lives. Um, he asserted that America's uh, coronavirus infections and deaths are higher than other countries. Well, don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. Of course they are. Everyone wants to come here to experience liberty and freedom. Our borders are as porous as they can be, and Democrats are largely the reason for that. Um, they're continually uh, they're they're continuing to actively encourage unvetted individuals from all over the world to come here. Um, and Andrew Cuomo, for one example, his serial mishandling of this pandemic um, is is another reason that these numbers appear to be worse than other countries who can more easily institute crackdown policies than we can because we're a free country. There, there's probably 20 different reasons um, that our numbers appear to be greater than other countries. And, and um, that's something that, that is not just fixable with a wand. So um, we move on. Uh, Mr. Biden vowed to never be at the mercy of China. Again, not enough time to discuss his abysmal record on China, allowing them to become what they are and his family's cozy relationship with China that has benefited all of them greatly from a financial standpoint. So there's, there's just not enough time in uh, the show here to dissect um, and analyze that one. But again, politicians have no shame and and. Joe Biden is at the top of the list, um, vowing to never be at the mercy of China. For Joe Biden to even say that is is amazing. However, let's be real. Does the average constituent even know any of these things? They probably don't. So when he says, yeah, I'm going to be tough on China, that resonates with some people. So um uh, and, and we we alluded to this earlier. The next thing he said, a national mandate to wear a mask. This is the United States of America. And we can uh, debate whether masks are helpful. Um, but even if they are, uh, a national mandate to wear a mask in the United States of America that's very chilling. Uh, contrary to popular, and I, I know people are going to disagree with what I'm saying here, but contrary to popular belief, this will actually prolong the epidemic or the pandemic as um, this hinders, uh, the, you know, the, the hide under the bed and shut down everything approach blunts herd immunity from taking place. And this pandemic will go on in perpetuity if herd immunity does not occur. Um, statists want us to hide under the bed. They want us to wear masks forever. And you cannot develop herd immunity 
if everybody's wearing a mask and hiding under a bed, because every time they stop wearing their mask and get out from under their bed, this thing is going to spike. And that's what we see. And people that don't understand science would would uh, would say, what are you talking about? What if, if it spikes, that's a bad thing. If it spikes and older Americans die, it is, of course, a bad thing. But I have said on the show uh, several times, if we segregate older Americans and, and set up a different set of rules for them for a prescribed period of time um, and let everybody else go back to normal living, um, herd immunity would be achieved. This virus would not have the teeth that it has. And we'd be in a situation like Sweden and several other countries that um, despite infections, mortality rates are extraordinarily low and they're extraordinarily low in this country as well. But if you if you don't understand science and don't care to understand science and put about five seconds of thought into this to you, it would be quite counterintuitive to say if the virus spreads, that's good for the ultimate um, demise of the virus. That makes no sense, but it makes perfect sense if you're a scientist and you should listen to epidemiologists all across the world that are explaining herd immunity in a very basic way and you would understand that. So uh, the national mandate to wear a mask is very chilling. Um, I will be very honest with you, when he got poignant, at the end of his speech and related to people who had lost loved ones, he was very good. Democrats have always been better at this than Republicans. They just are. Um, Democrats, liberals, left ideology is emotion-based. And when you connect with people emotionally, that's a good thing. It's effective. We're not going to uh, dissect if if said politician really uh, is, is rubbing some onions on his eyes to cry or he or she is really crying or as Bill Clinton said, oh, I feel your pain. Um, we're not going to do that because I, I think Joe Biden, despite all the problems I have with him, has uh, undoubtedly gone through, you know, 10 lifetimes of tragedy and I laud his pull, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just get back in the game mentality. Um, I think when he cries and when he relates to people that have lost loved ones um, due to COVID-19 or anything, um, I think it's genuine. I, I think uh, it's it's effective from a political standpoint, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here uh, and, and say that he's a Bill Clinton or, or somebody else that feigns uh, crocodile or, or exhibits crocodile tears. I will, in summation, say all in all, um, Joe Biden did well last night. It was an effective speech, as uh, me and many other people have stated. Um, and categorically, Mr. Biden does not have Alzheimer's. Okay. He does not have dementia. Uh, although if he were inching in that direction, it would be easier to mask this um, by spouting rhetoric that you have spouted for a half century. People forget that, um, you know, that he, he basically just returned to the liberal well, if you will, one more time. 
And he proved that he still has the juice to do this. And I think that this is extremely problematic to Republicans or Donald Trump or or voters that thought this guy, uh, we're going to lick our chops and wait for Donald Trump to just wipe the streets with this guy in a debate. Um, and again, as I stated before, reading off a teleprompter, probably practicing this speech um, several times over the last week is um, is easier than to stand in a uh, you know a hot stage for an hour and a half and go against somebody that is very good at um, slapping people around in debates. Um, so only time will tell but I but I think last night, um, you know, Joe proved that he still has some juice and in a, in an election year where so many crazy things are happening and he is not, um, or Donald Trump, I should say, is not really able to strut his stuff with these big rallies and um, a convention where he can do his you know, Donald Trump thing. And, um, you know, I, I think that he can, um, he can be beaten and you don't have to be too much to beat him this year with all the crazy things that are going on. And I think Joe Biden took a, a major step, um, this, uh, last night in, um, in going, you know, forward and saying, you know, I am formidable in, in beating Donald Trump. So I think, um, you know, this is good. It happened to, uh, I mean, George, uh, W. Bush was coronated as, as the chosen one years ago. And, and he got beat up in the primary pretty hard and, um, it made him a better candidate. So if, if, if Joe Biden does have some juice left, um, I think that's going to make Donald Trump a better candidate in the next 70 days or so. And, um, but I think he's got to be careful with this. Joe's losing it. If he beats the drum and doubles down on this, Joe's losing it and wait till I debate him. I'll, I'll clean the floor with him. And, um, and I don't think to be fair to Donald Trump, I don't think Donald Trump has been doing that as much as other individuals have been doing that. So, um, time will tell, but all in all, Joe Biden did pretty well last night and we shall see how this thing rolls out. This is Kurt Flewelling reshaping America until next week. Have a great day.